Thank you for listening. If you love this podcast, support this show with a donation by clicking the campsite.bio, we just talk an ish link, or via cash app at dollar sign, we just talk an ish. It's up to you what you give and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link or cash app us to support now. Now, let's get to the foolishness with Rosa, Quinton, and Patria. a QLB Media Group podcast. Podcast. He just gonna start like that, really. <sighs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Just Talking Ish. I'm Patria, and we have my lovely co-host, Quentin, mm. and Rosa, a.k.a. Mahogany XR. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely X-rated today, so I'm going to try to... How, Sway? This is episode oh. eight, the therapy episode. It's going to be therapeutically X-rated, is what you're trying to say? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. one of y'all going to take it there anyway, because as I stated in my Facebook post today, I'm the angel of the three of us, mm. and I keep everything holy and acceptable here on We Just Talking Ish. Holy. Got it. And acceptable. Mm. Okay. <laughs> we'll let you take that title if you want to. <laughs> it is mine. That must be I'm, that must be that, that the personality of today. <laughs> well, all of us, all seventeen of us have been redeemed, excuse you. So it could be any one of us. Y'all have mm. been cleared, not redeemed. <laughs> Y'all have been cleared. Redeemed. Of all charges. <laughs> May the redeem of the Lord say so. So anybody else wanna say so? So Hello. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> How are you guys? How was your week? Mine was pretty good. I, as I was telling y'all, I almost got somebody tried to catfish me on TikTok. Yep. And he from overseas. He got to be because he didn't. He was supposed to be a young black man um, that was serving in the military. Had supposedly now the picture that he posting of is of a young black man unfortunately what he did not know was this young man was a friend of my son <laughs> wow. in the military and he was trying to also call holland he said he had been in the military 17 years first of all that baby ain't been in the, in the world <laughs> in that long to be in the military 17 years oh my yeah and he told me what what really gave it away the funniest thing he said he i asked him what was his hobbies he said that he likes to surf on the beach, black and he people. goes surfing every Saturday. But mind black you, he surf. said he's <laughs> he said no, but he's stationed in West Africa. <laughs> yep. So but then he maybe said, oh. he meant on the Oculus. Maybe he surfs on Open, the beach on the Oculus. <laughs> then he says that he likes horse racing. When I when I heard that, I thought he was going to say that he was a gambler. <laughs> but he, he said he used to be a jockey in high school. Oh, oh so where in the United States did you learn how to jockey? In As a black school. man, well, in school, in high know. school. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. well, he need to fry his catfish a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I got through with him, I said, "Sir." That was fun. It was nice knowing you, but uh, let me tell you the truth. First of all, you need to learn the vernacular of a black man in the U.S. Because <laughs> mm. everything you said was all off. <laughs> Help but yeah, Lord. other than that, um, my normal track mom doing my track thing with the with the kitties. I like watching you run, but we'll say that for later. You, <laughs> how was you? <laughs> um. <laughs> My my uh my bed broke again. Mm. Should have been jumping in a little monkey. So <laughs> oh, uh, humping in it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I, I went and bought some um those little slip mat thingies, and the bed slipped off the slip mat thingies. So mm. now I got to figure out how to stop the bed from screw scooting across the floor. 
First of all, I'm going to need you to stop acting like this is WCW. <laughs> That's what I'm going to need you to stop Let's doing. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Coming. You need to just put your bed on Quentin. Some, some, some Quentin slide on the slats. Berkeley. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get an area rug. <laughs> then you're going to have rug burn. Rug area burn. rug put underneath the bed frame. So it doesn't slide. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. It's clever. Well, okay. I don't know how that's gonna work though. He'll let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing gonna say, we went through the wall because <laughs> it slid off the rug. <laughs> Lord. Well, I didn't break any beds. I didn't get catfish this week. None of Did that. Did you pull out any mainstay? I did not Shower do curtains. any of that either. Wait a I minute. <laughs> didn't, didn't your son go on a date this week? <sighs> it's a new week. Let's focus on this week. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, let's talk about. All right. So he did, y'all. He went to the movies. The oldest his... one, right? Yes, my oldest one. He went to the movies with his girlfriend. They went to see Morbius. Her mom went as well and he said it was really fun and i was depressed about it but it's okay because he's still five (laughs) he was like yeah five times three mama but whatever (laughs) and six five (laughs) but yeah so i'm i'm still processing where we are in life because you yeah, know, I remember when I went on my first date I do too and my first date was at the movie and my first time was at the movies too so you know I was real stressed out I don't think I was your son's age but um <laughs> I, went, I went to go see Drumline and um and then after the movies we was on the movie theater floor this was before recliner seats was mm-hmm. popular yeah yeah. My first date and my first time wasn't at the same time, by the way. Either. Yes, Rosen. Roof was on the floor. She was too stunned to speak. Roof <laughs> was on the floor of the... Yeah. On the I, floor of the movie theater? That's so nasty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, he, uh, he had a jacket down there or something. So so, so I, was, I was quick back then, so it was over with before the... <laughs> The, the credits even started. Yeah, and, you know when I fool the flesh, That's yeah. okay, baby. That was your first time, your first experience. You get to have well, it. Wasn't that my first time? That was his. First oh, that's time. right. The first it time was, was in the field. In the yeah. field. So. In the field. So. Nick. so. All right, yeah. let's go. So what I was getting to, because it leads to the first part of our topic of this here therapy episode where we're therapizing the whole hour. Y'all ready? <laughs> Y'all got your tissues nearby. <laughs> Y'all got a stress ball or anything nearby. Should I need a bowl of ice cream? Should I go get it real quick? Oh, like Sherman Clump. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. uh, crying in the boat. You might. Cause I'm gonna be slapping myself all across the face with this, and maybe y'all too. Q just on fire like, like my face with this. <laughs> oh, <Gotcha. not> that. <laughs> my lord! But <laughs> what I did do this week is the first part of the therapy episode, which is focused on myself, and a part of that is one of the buzzwords we hear all on social media all the time, which is self care. And so, like. People have different self-care routines and what they look like. And do you alter your self-care routine? I know I do, depending on what stage or what season I'm in in my life. What I used to do for self-care may not work. And I have to kind of think about that and figure out something else. So this week was kind of that for me. Like usually the way I normally self-care, it wasn't working. So I had to kind of sit down and figure out, all right, how can I reground? What can I do? What will self-care look like? So now I've changed my self-care routine and it helped a lot this weekend because I kind of had a rough mental weekend. So who want to go first? Self-care routine, share. I'm going to go last. Really just going to throw me out there. Okay. Um, I'm like you. My self-care routine can change. It's not a root. It's, I wouldn't even really call it a routine. It's just mm-hmm. in that moment, in that time, in that space, what I feel like I need. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's going to involve some form of water. 
If okay. anybody, everybody who knows me knows that I am a water baby. Uh, I am friends with every pool there is, every mm-hmm. body of water. I am there. So for me, sometimes when I'm stressed, strained, mentally drained, a bath mm-hmm. is going to be the thing for me. It's going to be a nice little detox bath. It may be a spiritual bath. It, it, it's going to involve some water, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to stay there. And I'm going to relax. I'm going to think. I'm going to just maybe not think. Just whatever I need in that moment, whatever I need in that space, that time, that's what I do. Um, It may require me going to get my nails done. It may require me going to get my feet done. That's Mm -hmm. all self-care for me. Sometimes just working out. Mm -hmm. What are you laughing at? Right. Because my self-care. We're going to get there. Lord Jesus. Come on, Rosie. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. But you know what? I am going to go with there because he's right. Sometimes self-care requires a little bit of masturbation. Masturbation. Had to make sure the child was at the room. Uh, It requires a little masturbation. Just getting freeing yourself of that energy as well. That Mm -hmm. that can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes self-care is taking down somebody's son. I mean, it just happens sometimes. That's a little bit of self-care for you as well. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest. That's true. Like I said, working out, meditating, Sometimes I can just I can get up early in the morning because the kids like to sleep late. So I'll get up and I'll just go. I have no destination in mind. No, nothing. Wherever I land is where I land. Mm-hmm. I think one Sunday I got up, went to a uh, called Star, Star, Stardust and Sage spiritual shop. And I had heard about it, but it was I was too early. Didn't recognize the chat time changing again. And I just walked the area. Walked around the neighborhood, parked, walked, and enjoyed the sights. Mm-hmm. You know, that for me was self-care. It was just something me doing, spending time with me. I, I'm, you know, I'm glad you, you brought that up because I guess that would be self-care for me. Every now and again, I'll go get me a Sonic Slush mm-hmm. behind the wheel <laughs> yeah. with no destination and just be driving. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll oh, get lost a lot of time. on purpose. You get lost. Just yes. to be like, oh, this is where this road goes. And I just be just riding. Yeah. And then the other has. times I'm at home in the bed with the lotion and the towel. <laughs> Going at it. Yeah. Oh, the demonstration, demonstration. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. self-care can be many forms and many things. It's just whatever you need. And Agreed. I take whatever I need. And like you said, driving cue. Oh, I have a thing for it. But that's also my relaxation is to just get in a car and drive when I'm pissed off, man, can't figure it out. And I, I, cause I end up feeling like I'm closed in like every room and I'm in my own house, but mm-hmm. every room felt like I'm just, it's just closing in on me. Mm-hmm. I'll get in the All car the and just me. drive and just drive. And by the time I get through driving and hell, you knew how how small Memphis was. So taking it at two forty loop and ro- looping around about three, four times, I was good. But Dang. gas too half of that right now, so right, <laughs> I'll be walking. <laughs> right, but you know, for me, I'm not a person that just really enjoys driving. But like I said, I'm in the season where I'm recalibrating what calms me and kind of gives me peace and clarity when I need to kind of ground. And actually, driving has become one of those things. Like with me having to be up and down the highway with Malachi so much the last couple of months. Me driving to Nashville or driving to Murfreesboro or driving to Dyersburg or driving to St. Louis, like all of that is like giving me a lot of peace. And I just mm-hmm. able to kind of be in the car, put my music on or no exactly. music at all and just kind of ride. And so driving recently has become one of my ways of self-care. And like I like going to parks that have lakes and I just mm-hmm. like sitting out in the grass, put my feet in the grass, put my hands in the grass and just breathe in and hear you know whatever buzzing around the wind blowing i did that yesterday i was out there for like i was actually outside all day yesterday and i needed it because we're earth signs one so mm-hmm. we need to get outside around and be with the earth and everybody you brought up water everybody needs water when they're self-care so real hot shower bath go sit by the lake play some rain sound you know on youtube they got all those different like rain sounds on the tin roof on the all that different kind of beach waves all that stuff is actually really really good and actually my daughter uses those uh sleep meditations to go to sleep with mm-hmm. and i used to do them as well i'm the one who turned on to them i used to do them as well they are relaxing i love and the thunderstorms oh 
the thunderstorms like i've subscribed yes. to one of the youtube channels and it's like 12 hours of that and it's everything the like i love put you to sleep Ugh. every time what <sighs> a natural thunderstorm will put me to sleep so that's true too that's you know you get the best sleep but man and then the way that kind of leads us to the next thing being honest with yourself about what you need to get you back centered when you feel yourself off like you have to be honest with yourself like what do you really need what can you do to because you can't depend on anybody else to make you happy to ground you uh to fix you I know we like to like stress eat or go shopping or do something outside of ourselves to kind of recenter ourselves and make ourselves feel better but that's only temporary you really have to kind of go within to figure out what can I do that'll recenter me and give me enough peace and clarity to think something through without emotions being attached to anger sadness whatever reason we need to readjust and be alone like you have to be honest about what you really need it may sound crazy but usually that first instinct that first thought that flies in you should do whatever that's probably what you should be doing that's true um like you said I, I used to be well I still am sometimes when I get stressed shopping is my thing but um yeah until i find me a rich sugar daddy i i need to i had to slow that down because mm-hmm. my, my wallet wasn't matching my- agreed <laughs> agreed so, so i had to find other avenues to get to get over there so now and then i've never been my mother is one of the biggest ones she's a window shopper i can't stand I can't. window shopping at no. all she want to go she want to go to the store just to look around no. if i ain't buying nothing we ain't, we ain't going in we just nope. not doing it no nope. because i can't do that but that's her favorite thing i can't do it so if yeah i had learned to b- budget my money mm-hmm. because me and amazon have become super 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 friends and then i'm on an amazon group oh that didn't help my damn shopping habit at all but i just had to realize like you said focus and really center on what actually makes me happy what actually outside of spending money mm-hmm. makes me happy Mm-hmm. And outside of someone else, because in actuality, what ended up happening was certain people that used to make me happy mm-hmm. no longer made me happy. So they no longer gave me that euphoria or that drug addiction high anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was like, OK, you're not doing it for me no more. Shopping's not doing it for me. No, my wallet can't afford the shopping. It could, but it don't can't afford it, but it don't. So what makes me happy? What, mm-hmm. what is it that I can do? And then it just started being little little things. Like I said, getting in the tub, closing off the doors, just getting away from everybody, mm-hmm. being to myself, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, that ended up being more joyful than anybody else or anything else. Makes sense. QQ, podcast to make you happy. What makes me happy? Sitting in front of these two screens uh-huh. in this room right here makes me happy. And you gave it all away once. This uh, <laughs> mm. ain't gonna mm. let you lay that down. <laughs> and, w- and wasn't and wasn't happy. But sitting inside this room, listening to this running water, just leave me alone. Look and at what that running the, water. That's where the busy as fuck focus comes in. What you know? What cute? With your lotion nearby, <laughs> just in case. Just in stop, case, where's it stop at? Tormenting. Around here somewhere. Stop tormenting those fish. <laughs> They're traumatized. Hey, <laughs> they gonna need to be therapized. When the lights is up, they go to sleep. They don't see nothing. They see it all. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I used to have a fish tank when I was pregnant with my oldest daughter. We had a fish tank and it was actually in the bedroom. That was some of the best damn sleep ever. Ooh, that's a good idea. That was some of the best sleep ever mm. having that running water right there and it was right by the bed man please i'll be knocked out could never wake up on time you could i couldn't you couldn't drag me out that bed couldn't drag me out the bed pregnant and good sleep man <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know it was the fish tank at first until i went i think uh that was at, at her dad's house so when i would go home i could never sleep so i was thinking oh i just want to be up under him Nah, I went over there without his ass and slept good. <laughs> it's the fish tank. It was the fish tank. Well, now, Q, I'm going to come back to you since we started talking about it. When you're focusing on self and you're running through your mind, why, you know, stuff outside of you isn't working. Forget what they did. What did you do, Q, 
why did you give up what you love that was self-care that helped synergy which was this podcast because i thought and that your fish tanks because i we thought should. that i was happy I, I don't like drama okay i get so that. if i get rid of the drama that this podcast was not causing but what she thought was causing then everything was just gonna go smooth and everything went rough as fuck <laughs> and you had to find your way back mm-hmm. so in that yes when you decide to be with a person you feel like it's your person or whatever you have to sacrifice some stuff that's self-centered in a sense but you have to learn how to balance what made you cue Patria Rose of the individual versus what makes you a, a smaller part of a bigger whole, which is your relationship with this person. And it's kind of like, because I remember when I got married, I gave up everything that made me Patria, like all my like extracurricular hobbies and things that I could do on my own that brought me satisfaction and peace. I gave it all up and just focused on, the relationship but I forgot that I was still an individual within a larger collective situation so you have to remember that you're still an individual and the relationship is a whole separate entity within the one so you can't bring 50% you still got to bring your whole self into this situation and now it's creating something else because I think a lot of times why people lose themselves in relationships and it's so hard once it fails or whatever to come back is because you change your roots and you don't have to change mm-hmm. your roots you know trees if they're next door to each other if they're old enough after a while those roots intertwine anyway but that tree doesn't uproot itself and connect itself to the tree on the outside their roots just keep growing deeper and they end up connecting to one another over time all right so fire yeah so it's like you know we can't always pin it on what the other person did when we're trying to or what the situation outside of us when we're like in self-care trying to rebalance ourselves we have to stop and say what did i do did i betray myself in this situation did i cut my roots off to keep me from being steady and now i'm like unstable i can't just blame this other person for causing me to be unstable i neglected my foundation I gave away some of my power like I you know I started looking at the top of the building instead of the bottom of the building and so when you focus on yourself you have to kind of stop and reevaluate your situations we don't always want to because we try to feel like we go into everything with good intentions but sometimes we betray ourselves and then we end up where we end up which is leads to the next question did that really happen to you or did your decisions lead you here Man, my decision, my bad baby. decisions led me to <laughs> to a cluster of seven seven months of just why am I here? Seven years for me. Seven when we got back together, I'm like, why am I here? And now here, why am I in this hospital? <laughs> Just give me the give me the shit and Y'all don't see Rosa count on her fingers. Did you count the toes too? And look, yes. I was I gave up. I'm like shit. I been, I was there for a while. Why why is my butt tangling? No butt tangling. That's where your body sense to start. Nope, that's where he got short. That's when I got uh, short. That's right. That's right. I, my bad. I forget. It was just and it was and I had to actually sit down. It was like, nigga, you caused all this. Yep, when but you, you know what? the podcast. But you know what? For <laughs> me, it was more of a I blamed. I had I put so much blame. Oh, you left, you left, you did this, you did that. But when I sat down, maybe about a couple of years after blaming and blaming and blaming, I was like, you know what? I wasn't all that damn nice in this shit. I I, mm. I was a little, I was a petty little bitch. Doop doop. Me toot that on. Um, but yeah, I was a petty little bitch. I did some things revengeful because that's what I was. That's the type of person that I was at that time. Very revengeful. Very, I'm going to get you after you get me or I'm going to get you before you get me type person. And so, yeah, I mean, I had to go ahead and stop. Like I said, that's that's not we were talking about last week. You have to turn that damn mirror on yourself mm-hmm. and look 
And when you see yourself and actually look in that mirror and see and yourself, it's pretty. Oh, you can be an ugly little mom. Mm-hmm. I don't care how cute the outside look. You could be ugly as hell. You could be Freddy Krueger ugly. So I agree. That's what that I did. Was, that was for me too. Uh, in my marriage, I I stopped being me. Like I mm-hmm. physically, I let myself go. I wasn't staying on top of my health, my body, my hair. Um, the way I dressed, like I got real homely and real fat, real fast. And men are physical people, you know, they're more than that and they'll love you anyway. But I mean, it's real nice to keep they all their senses engaged. Yeah. And for yourself, when you feel good, you just you it, know, it shows. Like when you look good, you feel, you know, and vice versa. What's on the outside can reflect on the inside. What's on the inside should reflect on the outside like you should want to look your best when you feel your best and sometimes when you don't feel your best if you put the effort in to look your best that may help you get back there if you're just having an off day I know sometimes if I'm not feeling my best I get dressed for real and and put that effort in just to kind of compensate for whatever I got going on internally until it you know that fixes itself a little bit and so I gave up all of that when I was, so I wasn't a lot to look at. So no wonder you didn't want to come home because I was at the house eating Doritos and Oreos. Those are my favorite comfort snacks. And, you know, it sticks to me. I gain weight really fast. I lose it fast too, but I gain it real fast. So I had to stop and not just be like, woe is me. He cheated. I was like, bruh, you was not cute <laughs> for a minute, like at all. Like, no. So that was my chick and so since then I refuse to to let myself go like I feel myself going I'm like all right er, turn around let's get it back together well see that wasn't even my case it mm-hmm. wasn't that I was letting myself go or nothing like that I think I was I was nagging and I was being more of a as he says I was controlling Mm-hmm. In my head, and I still somewhat kind of halfway feel like I was on the borderline that I was controlling, <laughs> but I it was like I had this thing of, and he didn't realize that I couldn't fall. I felt like if I fell, everybody was expecting me to fall regardless. And I was like, I'm not going to fall. This is going to work. This is going to happen. You just need to get in line and do what needs to be done so we don't fall. We cannot fail. Do you not see everybody looking at us? Do you not see it? So... I think that's what mm-hmm. ended up what he meant by me being controlling. I took it as, well, you weren't doing it. So I had to make sure. And yes, I controlled it. But at the same time, that was controlling. Mm-hmm. That was controlling on his end. And I had to understand it from a different point of view of me being controlling. Now, you know. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck it, turn out. There you go. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. That's what we gonna do today. <laughs> we just gonna see how it go. But yeah, I just yeah, I couldn't. I, and now I'm just like, yeah, they're going to the next one. Go ahead. How did you help yourself or get help to stop being once you looked at your decisions and how you get to this spot? How did you? How did you actually, change it? Actually, research. I ain't gonna even lie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't therapy at all. Because the therapist that I had, this heifer was whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> tapping on me and shit and i was like bitch i don't need you touching me first of all second of all what's See, all controlling controlling there you go controlling baby you don't need to touch me all this old woo 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 sinclair james ass no that's not what i needed i needed you to check me i needed you to check me tell me what was wrong but again there goes again the type of therapist that you need um I am all for black folks going seeing black folks because they they can help you better in some, you know, and even then you still have to, you might have to go through a couple mm-hmm. but you get the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. You I know did. what I'm saying? I did. When I, after, after me and my ex-husband split, I went to one therapist and she was really calm and she wasn't, she didn't check me. Like you said, like she kind of focused on like, my sensitive side and at the time I was already like really emotional I was angry I was sad I felt like I was lost I felt like my life was over I didn't know how to begin again and she was kind of helping me stay like in that woe is me like Mm -hmm. trying to help me place the blame for why I was where I was versus 
me like checking me mm-hmm. so i left her alone and i went to this other woman and they were both black women and they were different and i unfortunately i don't remember either one of their names i went to this other therapist and she checked me so good i ain't like what i heard so i stopped going but she was right <laughs> but she was right and i remember what she said and i didn't apply the things that she said right away but when i started to when i was able to be like you know she was right then it did help and I remember we did from the old podcast, we were talking, we both said that we did like a lot of writing mm-hmm. and we started like working out. Mm-hmm. Um, and re- that's when I like took a, a nosedive into all the astrology stuff for real, because I wanted to learn more about me so that I wouldn't make the same mistakes over again. So that's when I started looking at, okay, who am I more compatible with? What are my other signs? What are my negative traits so that I can kind of you know navigate around those and figure out my positive traits and figure out what to do because i'm a taurus but i have a lot of air in me like i have a lot of gemini and aquarius in my chart and you know they're not as regimented and structured like we are as tauruses so i had to like lean into some things when it was time to like change adapt to change go with the flow i had to figure out how to lean into other parts of me so that i wouldn't make the same mistakes over and over again because i didn't want to be in anything that I was coming out of ever again. Like I I I wanted to change all my habits. I, I so it was ugly undressing myself and looking at myself through all of that, but it had to be done. Well see, like I said, all I had to I, I did a lot of writing. I did mm-hmm. a lot of working out. Well what the reason why I worked out was not because I was trying to lose weight. It was because I was trying to gain the weight I had lost. Because see when I went through my down, like I said before, went from a 13, 14 thickest thicker than a snuckle. And went to a damn olive oil because I went to a five in a couple of months and it was just ridiculous. So well, I was too tall like, for a size five. Yeah, yeah, had me walking around here looking like a crackhead. I was like, no. But when I looked in the mirror and saw my own bones, I was like, oh no, that ain't cute. You said my own bones. My own bones. I could see them straight through my through my skin. I was like, nope. So I started working out. Started it slow. It was just taking a walk, taking the dogs for a walk because we had some dogs at the time. I was taking the dogs for a walk. Started doing some squats in between the walks and everything. And next thing I know, I had a whole <laughs> workout regimen that I was doing and I was feeling good. I had gained a little weight. And yeah, I, I and I, like I said, I started writing, just journaling everything, mm-hmm. writing down my feelings. And then I would go back. I waited a whole year and went back to that journal. And I was like, oh, you was a sad little bitch. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> What did you do? I, I can't. Bad little bitch. Like, I, um, <laughs> I'm just going to relate it to uh, my last situation. I didn't do anything. I got shot. It was done for me. <laughs> and actually, that's why. Actually, it was not done for you. It was just, you. It, it only thing that was done was it was made for you to sit your ass down, but you had to sit on your side. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I love you, Rocco. And that's what will happen, though. Like, when you're in such a place, God just kind of step in and just give you that extra jab, stab, shot in the ass <laughs> to say, you can't live here. You can't dwell here anymore. And This ain't where you're supposed to be. Yeah, and you get snatched up. So Q didn't actively do the work on his own. He had to get shot and heal his body and heal his spirit at the same time in there because you didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And and if you don't do any of what being Rosa said, you can mm-hmm. do other things. But if you don't do anything, oh God will do it. And oh, yeah, he will. the witness for that. Oh, he did. He got shot. He was like, hey, he bro, you're not listening. You're not listening. Actually, was, it was me behind that gun because I was ready for the podcast to come back and I needed you to start <laughs> your healing process so we could get back to here. So it was me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the trigger man. But I was I was upset at you for having that having to have it go that far. Cause I don't do funerals, so you know, I don't know. I it would I would never saw you no more. Cause I don't I don't do funerals. So um I, I hate that you had I hated that you let it get to that point where that had to be what set you down. I hate it too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I put you too. on your side. Yeah. I just, you know. And then when you <laughs> And then afterwards, I was like, okay, is he, is he going to get it? Is he going to get it? And then you kind of got it. He got it. It took me a little minute afterwards because I was just trying to figure out why. 
Mm-hmm. You. Why would she let this happen? She, she why, didn't let you, 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 Oh, dang. They pumped oh. my leg full of shit is burning. They put the catheter in. That hurt worse than the bullet. Uh, uh, catheters ain't nothing to play with. Mm. I'm butt naked. It's cold. So the shrimpage was going on. <laughs> it was just, I, and at that point, I didn't even care that everybody was looking. I was just like, this shit hurts. This catheter hurts. This hurts. Aww. And then they had you laying on your side, or was you on no, your stomach? I was on my back. How you because on the your bullet, back? The bullet came out. So they had you like on your side, like they were working. Mm-mm, they wanted me on my on my back. Oof. So was your legs up? Mm-mm. I mean, how they get to the bullet? I right. Understand. The bullet came out. There was nothing to get to. But they so needed they just to see to the entrance and just, the exit. Just sew me up, they front and back. Up. So did you have to flip like a little pancake? Yeah, I did. But um, <laughs> I mean, I, I you know, I was under. So all oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And so you just showing the world everything in, in the medical class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the students hey. just like, mm. Mm. And they got shot in ass. So probably <laughs> like, mm, shrimpage. <laughs> but I hope they thought it was shrimpage. <laughs> It's cold in they there, don't, people. They don't know. It was they cold know in you. there. They don't know you. Well, it's cold in the bring, hospital. That brings us to you. Okay, it was cold. Now, when the sun comes back out in our life, and we warming up, and we have healed, and we we ready to step back into life and deal with people, you know, it's gonna come back up. The keyword triggers. Mm. So. And sometimes you don't know that you're triggered or it is a trigger until the trigger happens because you you feel like you've gotten out of that and you have. But when you're entering into something new, a relationship, friendship, whatever, and something occurs and it brings back up old feelings, how does that work? Because this new season that I've been in, I could low-key call it trigger season because there have been so many triggers that have come up that I've had to work through. Thankfully, I've been able to work through them because I'm still connected to this person. But when I say it was slapping me all in my face to the point where I couldn't breathe, couldn't come up for air to recover, it was really, 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 really real. Really real. I can honestly say here on April 11th, 8.54 p.m., my baby mother still triggers me. Oh, and she will. Yeah, that that's gonna take a lot longer because you got more than a soul tie. You y'all related to the same kids, so yeah. you know that's a lot deeper. And even when I try to be copacetic, <laughs> yeah, copacetic people. Um, yeah, cool, calm. Yeah, I, it 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 starts cool, calm, and collect, and then oh my god, boom! Oh my god. That's one trigger that you are going to have, mm-hmm. like you said, because you have a child with this person. So you're going every to have that, that trigger. Every time that notification go off. Something happened in your chest. It, it's I'm, a pit in your stomach. Stomach <laughs> or chest. It would come from the stomach or the chest? Uh, the the chest. Okay. Well, no, the stomach. If I catch her out in public by accident, the chest. Okay. I don't know what that feeling is, but I'm going to tell you that one don't go away until y'all can co-parent equally and Mm. respectfully. Maybe you guys can help me with that on an episode of We Just Talking This Tourist Edition. I can't. I figured that part out. It's still a work in progress for me. Uh, Eight eight years later, nine, no, shoot, nine years later. My God, time is going. Nine years later, it's it's better, but it's still it's still a work in progress mm-hmm. because you still have to consider that everybody involved is still an individual and everybody's evolving through different seasons and they don't necessarily mm-hmm. 
mesh with whatever season the other person is in and you just have to try to keep the child's needs first period but that's we got a whole co-parenting episode to talk about mm-hmm. all that. we 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 gonna we gonna get to that we gonna, yeah. we gonna get to that but i'm i'm still triggered a lot of times i actually just realized well no Trey, you know for a fact i had somebody that triggered me and threw me all the way off mm-hmm. i mean completely off and i yep. was like i don't know how i got here i and don't the remember bra what that you're not wearing got it <sighs> stay focused you that, that peach and punch yeah, not even really out tonight thank well, you they peach and, put them up she got <laughs> peach and punch out but with they the, not out with we the other two things, with the other two things poking through <laughs> they have you talking about nipolopolis yes <laughs> Nippleopolis. Stay, stay out of Nippleopolis land. <laughs> Y'all make me sick. And you keep coming back every single Monday. I'll be here next Monday. <laughs> stay tuned. But anyway, um, like I said, he, he that person triggered me and triggered me and threw me all the way off. And from that point, it was like, okay. I have I am trying to and still working on the balance of not allowing myself to get triggered to the point where I'm thrown off. But it's like also not being fearful to make those type of steps as well, mm-hmm. because if I'm fearful of it, then I'm missing I'm, I'm missing what I need as well. But I can't allow myself to just be thrown off my game like that anymore. So. It's a it's a balance that you have to learn. You have to, you know, be very be full of discernment when it comes to people and making sure that that's where you want to go with that person. Um, yeah. Trying not to lose yourself because losing yourself in somebody is the worst thing you can do. You have to know who you are. Mm. You have to be able to be loved for who you are. Yep. Not and you have to love yourself you and that your self concept for yourself. You have your self concept is how you see yourself, like your characteristics, how you feel about those, and your self esteem is do I like the characteristics that I have? Like, do I like these things? And no matter if I get a negative evaluation, work school, or from my social circle, that doesn't change how I see me. Yeah. And so that's a part of what that is. And and we, when you were going through that, remember we talked about how I was like, you can't blame you. There's nothing that you could have done differently. It's not that you weren't enough. It's not. It's not you. Like it's it's not you in that. Like you, there was nothing you could have changed for that for him to make those decisions that he made to leave you in that spot. There was nothing you could do. Yep. And I had to figure that enough. out. Yep. I, and you I were had enough. to figure that out, and I it took me a minute, and then you know because. We as women always hear, and I know some men, I know men, well, let me just say men and women hear this excuse. It wasn't you. It was me. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And you be like, okay. Well, well, I just used to use that as a way to soften the blow to. Right. But, yeah. But it it might be a lie. After but I got what time, I wanted. It's, still the truth. it's really the truth because it, it's not you. I just want to move this way. And it may be another mm, person involved yeah, with the, the other move in their way. It's like, not running game. Well, it's not you, it's me, because it's not you, because it's not you. Like, you're not my choice. I choose you. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Or And and people, they treat you how they treat themselves in this sense. And there is nothing. You could be perfect. Mm -hmm. And and it's still not enough. And you have to know that, okay, it's not enough for them, but I'm enough for me. And I'm going to be enough for the person that wants me to be enough for them. Because none of us are perfect and we have shortcomings. But like... I tell people your issues ain't no issue for me. Like, like I can roll with it. Like your crazy is my kind of crazy. Like I can subscribe to your type of crazy. Cause if everybody has like crazy, you should, should be subscribing to we just talking this. Yeah, subscribe to this kind of crazy for yes. sure. <laughs> I'm gonna be crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna probably be more transparent than I've ever been in my life in public, where I can't control who gonna hear this. Trigger for me, y'all. Holidays and birthdays with Mm, friends and my significant other are triggers for me so bad especially my birthday uh because okay y'all know it's the only child right and so when I was younger my mom would throw these birthday parties for me and nobody would come 
like my cousins and stuff, they wouldn't come. So we would have all these decorations and these cakes and all this stuff. And like two people would come and it was so rough. So I didn't want to have birthday parties anymore. I would rather like go somewhere and maybe take one or two people with me and just kind of enjoy whatever was there when I got to where I was going to like a carnival or to the mall or to the like something like that. But I stopped specifically wanting to have birthday parties because I was always afraid that no one would ever show up. So the last I had my grandma and my daddy forced me to have a sweet 16 party and it actually ended up being really good. But none of the people that I invited showed, showed up. up. It was like, it was like a, a gumbo of like people just showing up, like my mama's friends, kids, my daddy's, my like my random like cousin that happened to be in town and brought some people. So it ended up being a whole lot of people, but it, but it was wasn't not sure people. Yeah, it wasn't the people that I really invited to come. Maybe it was like 30 people there and maybe five or six of the people that showed up were people that I literally invited everybody else. They didn't show up. So after age 16, do y'all know the next time I had a birthday party? I was 30. I was afraid to have birthdays because it triggered me so bad when my birthday came up because there was not going to be anybody to show up to celebrate with me. And so when I turned 30, I did a week full of stuff that week and everybody showed up. And it was like, wow, okay, like I can have birthday parties now. And even when my, like my ex-husband, he didn't, do nothing he didn't make me feel special on any birthday ever no holiday ever valentine's day anniversary birthday nothing y'all know the first time my uh, significant other made me feel special on a birthday last year last year yep. <laughs> last year cool we talked about that mm. last year so oh sis sis be me sis me is sis birthdays holidays major trigger like i shut down and cry like almost every holiday i ain't gonna lie to y'all i really do that's i, I do it's but rough. it's not for that reason it's just holidays are rough because i don't have mm -hmm. the family dynamic that i would love to have for that type of thing me too but i think my major trigger is anybody when you tell me you love me that's a trigger for you it's a trigger for me because to me when people especially a man telling me that he loves me it's because I equate, I equate him telling he loves me with him leaving. Oh, that's heavy. Oh, and and we don't have a personal session about that. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, because not just not just be leaving as in he's going to leave me. I mean, leaving as in dying, leaving as in just leaving. Because as a young child, last heard the last words I heard my grandfather, who was my pride and joy. Tell me, was he loved me? And the next day he died. Oof. That's so from, heavy. Th from then on, anytime somebody tells me mm -hmm. they love me, I equate that with them leaving. Oof. So it's, I mean, so when somebody tells me they love me, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to leave me. So I'm trying to cram. And, and, I'm trying to cram so much into them to show them that I love them. I'm trying to cram so much into the time that I have. And then does that end up pushing them away? Because it feels like you love bombing them. Feels like I'm loving them. So you know what you got to start doing when I the next man away. that tells when the next man tells you I love you, you're gonna have to have that conversation right then, and you may still end up love bombing, but they need to understand your why behind it. I didn't even know that that's what it was. Well, now you know. Until we decided to do this, cute. Don't be pushing on my back. <laughs> Bring your ass back here. Rock I mean, I'm just, I'm just here. Listen. Um, but you need to tell us what your trigger is. Well, you said your baby mom. We're gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're leave it at that. He looking at us like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> like he just met us. Cause you know, well, and then but he is meeting he us. Is, Cause this is, is some stuff we've never discussed, and we both know that Q actually really loves us as friends. Mm -hmm. So it's doing some I'm looking at him, it's doing something to him. He mm -hmm. feels some type of way. But like I'm, like I'm not talk gonna, so much I don't shit. love you, Rosa, because I'm not. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about me leave. Right? I love you too. We ain't going nowhere. Y'all love going me. Y'all love yeah. me. I know you do. Like I said, it, it's it's a trigger for me, but it's just like that's why yeah. I'm saying when the next man that comes into your life and he tells you that he loves you, you're going to have to have that conversation. Be like, 
I'm not love bombing you to push you away because you said I love you. Like you're not changing the dynamic. That's just he's going to have to be patient and maybe he'll intuitively know how to kind of heal that because I've had a lot of other mini triggers as I've been building whatever I'm building with who I'm dealing with now and some stuff he's intuitively just kind of healed that was a trigger and he got a sixth sense because he can tell when he's triggered me and I don't even realize it until he be like did I just make you feel some type of way and I go no and then I go like you know what you did, you did. and we would talk about it we'll talk about it and then we can go on to the next thing and so it's made it a lot easier and it's helped for me to like identify some triggers that I didn't even realize I had from past stuff and move forward and understand myself better and help him understand me and so forth and so on. But it's hard. It's awkward. But it has to be done because sometimes you don't know what's a trigger until you trigger it. Mm-hmm. And you can't clam up and shut down and act from a place where the person that triggers you don't know that they've done it you have to kind of be strong enough and have enough courage to be like man that made me feel some type of way and I don't I thought I was past that but I'm not and so let's help me unpack this if you're willing to help me unpack this so that when it happens again it don't bother me in that way no more or they know not to do that anymore Mm If they care but about you. How you going to tell somebody, don't tell me you love me and they love you? I mean, yeah, that's a big but, one. That's a big so, one. It's that's something I have to work on. And I know. And I did one of those love language tests. Mm-hmm. And words of affirmation was like the third, I think. My third. Mm-hmm. Physical touch was first. Okay. Um, words. I know acts, acts of service or something was kind of like the third or fourth one. What and was number one? Physical touch. You gotta it's touch me. You gotta hold me. You gotta caress me. You gotta touch me. You gotta kiss me. You got to. Mm-hmm. To me, that's, that's how not, you that's show me love. Two. That's number two for me. Q, have you done a love language Keep quiz? No, I, or I need to no, sing. I, okay, well, I'm gonna send you a link when we get no, off, no, so you can do send, one. Send me the link. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My first one is time. My first one is time. My second one is touch. My third one is words of affirmation. Okay, so my first one was physical touch. My second one was words of affirmation, and my third one was receiving gifts, which I was shocked. Um, and then quality time to me, I think quality time actually should be before uh, receiving gifts because if you could spend your time with me, yeah, yeah, quality um, time is number one, nothing. gifts was number five, and acts of service was number four. One, because if quality time is number one and you're giving me time, then I'm getting gifts and money and acts of service anyway because that's we're what together, I we're that's together. So, time is definitely number one for me because. You know, I give you time to see what you want to do, so I know what you you rather do. And, and see, I, I'm the type of person like I, I knew physical touch was gonna be my first because mm-hmm. I'm cool with just laying up under you. I'm mm-hmm. cool with you just hugging me. I like the mm-hmm. if I'm in the kitchen, you coming up from behind and hugging me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Pa- hit, smacking me on my ass as I walk by. I might be boy, stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it again. But you know, I, <laughs> I I enjoy that. I enjoy kissing. I enjoy just being held so i knew that was gonna be first but you know so that's why i said when it when i realized that words of affirmation but then i was like okay how can it be when i can't telling me you love me triggers and we're gonna, and, and, we're gonna and have a whole other session after that <laughs> we're we, we gonna talk we gotta make some time this week me and you we're gonna, we yeah. gonna talk about that offline for real okay and then the last Ooh, somebody the suggested night. this and i thought it was good Yep. Shout out to Didi. I appreciate you, girl. She gonna listen. She listen every week. That was from Didi. That's my homegirl, Didi. Mending relationships and friendships. Can you? Because those are triggers. How do you enter new friendships with people when you've been burned in the past? Can you mend a friendship or relationship with the person that you've been involved with prior to? Like, how do you approach that if you've fallen out with somebody, romantic or otherwise? How do you... Just, Can just, you? It just depends on what it was that broke it up. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it depends on that. It also depends on the people involved. Are both parties have to be willing to want to even mend it? Mm-hmm. You know, to be even to just even be app, you know, comp- you know, applicable in this whole situation where you're going to be able to be, you know cordial to each other mm-hmm. and not just be holding on to that pent up as ugly as energy 
Um, now, what we did say is we got to understand grieving friendships can be harder than grieving relationships. Absolutely. Because in that friendship, you gave just as much trust, if not more, into that friendship than you did in your relationship. Because that friend probably knows some stuff your, per- your, your partner didn't even know about. Which is why your partner should be your friend first. That is true. That is true. <laughs> but yeah, you that are very true, right? Mm. They yeah. God damn it, fire. <laughs> they should be in these microwave relationships. Just be just be ready. Well, we need to, can we can we put that back in the topic thing? Let's bring the microwave relationship. We thing talked about back. that in what? The first series of the Uh huh. Yep. That was like episode four or five. Okay. It might be close to the last. Mac. Yeah. <laughs> what you said? Popcorn relationships. Well, even with popcorn friendships, they do it with friendship. Think about it. you see people on social media and they kicking it with this one group that all of a sudden now they kicking it with kicking a whole, it with whole other group. group. And now this girl is your bestie or this dude is your, you know, oh, your you mind dude. They got about 50 besties. How? I don't understand it. That's why I don't understand the best friend. How can you have so many best friends? My logic is best. One. Mm-hmm. The best out of all. Mm-hmm. Well, One. I can I can speak to that. One. One, damn it. Hold on. I have You two got a best friend that's for this and a best friend for oh that. But God. these folks got I, I I'm I'm with Q on it. I'm with Q. Can't I have two one. best friends for this and that. Two female best friends. And it also goes into what we're talking about in mending friendships because one of my best friends, we actually we fell out for a little while when my other best friend walked into my life. And it wasn't directly because the new person who ended up becoming my best friend walked into my life. It was because of the circumstances of the seasons that we were all in. So my best friend and we're we're best, like once we fell out, we never stopped communicating completely but the dynamic of our friendship we weren't best friends anymore we became like associates for a while and we were still in touch but it wasn't the same actually she and I share a birthday we have the identical birthday and we didn't even find it out till after we got cool but when we kind of fell out it was around the time where I'd gotten through the heavy healing process of my divorce and I was on to some new things and she was entering into a darker season in her life. And I was trying to be there for her, let her vent, give her space to vent, um, try to throw some advice out. But everything that I was saying to her, she was kind of attacking me and not hearing me and I couldn't reach her. And then I realized I couldn't I didn't have the emotional wherewithal to go through the trenches with her because I was just coming out of my own stuff and I couldn't walk I couldn't go back into that darkness in that place with her and nothing that I was saying was helping her or making her feel better so I couldn't do anything and so she felt like I abandoned her because once we came back a couple of years later and had the conversation she felt like I abandoned her and I told her you have to understand what I just come out of what's up the people need to understand when they get ready to share their trauma you need to be you need to see if the person you're sharing it with is ready. Has capacity to take it. To uh-huh. take all that. Y'all Come know that's fire. my favorite thing. Yep. 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 Baby. Come on, Q. <laughs> Woo! Got you through the church dance with. You need to know if that person good is, right there. is even ready to receive all that onto yep. them. Your first question. Or you just start just dropping the, the bomb. Pouring. Yes. Yep. Pouring all that negativity yep. over yep. there. No. I, thought you I said have another porn. friend, a Lord, male best friend. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> I have another friend, one of my male best friends, when he calls and he wants to unload, he'll ask, can you take this? Do you have capacity to, to hear me. this for me? Like, That's me. Yeah, Rosie, you do do that. When you call, <laughs> if I text, you be like, can you handle this? Or do I like, no, nah, I got space for it. You know, lay it on me. And you have to respect, like it's one to want somebody to vent, but you do have to ask, hey, are you able to take on what yeah, I need to because you don't know what not be able what, to you don't know what mental space they in that day mm-hmm. right and I wasn't calling. in the space to do that and once we came back and talked about it a few years later she was like I understood what you meant and you're right 
I was wrong for trying to put that on you when I know that what you had just come out of. And then the person that became my best friend after she and I fell out, we were actually on very similar paths. She too was coming out of a divorce, a really hard, messy divorce. And we were both kind of in the same space and we grew together. So Me, the first best friend, we bonded. Trauma. Come on now. It, it wasn't trauma. It was more of a we spiritual bond. It was on like healing. It? Yeah, because we were out of the trauma. We just mm-hmm. went through very so similar trauma. Bond. Yeah, very. Yeah. Actually, it was a Beyonce bond, Man, and so we had matching tattoos with the oh. bond, the Beyonce album with Drunken Love and stuff on mm-hmm. it. Uh-huh. We met at work, and our supervisors thought because our personalities were really strong that we would clash and we wouldn't get along, so they thought that it would be a quiet, productive area if she and I sat next to each other. And we, Beyonce album came out <laughs> with Drunken Love, and we bonded on learning all the lyrics to the song. We actually have the tattoo, and it's 12, 13, 13 which is actually the release date of that album. And mm-hmm. we bonded off of that and talking about people's shoes when they walk by our desk. Beehive fan. I think. We are, we don't are definitely yourself. in the hive. Don't say Man, nothing. What? Don't, don't come. <laughs> don't come. <laughs> don't come. And so now, I thankfully, I'm in a place where I have both uh, of them in my I life. I always come. I got my bee right here. <laughs> Look, I got both of them in my life now. They can blend in and they hop on me, check me, talk crazy to me. They show up to the kids' birthday parties. Actually, each one of them are godmamas to one of my kids. So my kids have their own set of godparents. So one, my first best friend, she's Malachi's godparent because she was with Malachi when he was born, mm-hmm. babysitting him all the way up. And my newer best friend, she's Micah's godmom because she was around more when Michael was smaller and came up. And so... Like when my aunt died, they came and sit up front to to take care of the kids while I was laying out in the pew. So mm-hmm. they have cross pollinated. Like I said <laughs> on the What About Your Friends episode, it's cross pollination going on now. Well, see, I had to recently go through my grieving period for my mm-hmm. friendships. You know, so I have a very recent one. You that... were grieving a relationship and friendships at the same time. I love you so much. Yeah, it, I know. Yeah, and you moved yeah. on top of it. I, yeah. I love you. I don't love you because remember, <laughs> I'm not going. I don't. You ain't love going you. nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. I know you're not going nowhere. But yeah, I did. I grieved the friendships. I grieved relationships. I had to grieve all my connections, but I did grieve my friendships a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually was telling a friend of mine about it, and he was like, "Man, don't worry about that. Don't you know that ain't nothing. This, you know, don't worry about them. You know, they lost out this and the third. And I told him, I said. It's not that hard. It's not that it's it's hard, but it's not that easy for me to say that. I said, because actually I am grieving it right now. Mm-hmm. I said, and I'm allowed to. I said, I am going to grieve it. I'm going to get through it. And then I'm going to move on from it. I said, it's just going to take some time. I said, because these were people that were in my life. Mm-hmm. For a and long they were your safe time. space when your relationships were going bad, too. Yeah. yeah. They were my safe space. They were, you know, you know, it was as toxic as it was, but it they were my safe space. They were my my spots. And for it to turn around and, you know, when I'm thinking it, you know, hey, I'm making this great move for my life and they're not there for their journey. And that's kind of hard to be like, damn, I got some people that's not going to take this journey with me. That's all right. God, I always slide through with the upgrade. Oh, he do. He do. And I can't and wait. And the higher you, know. you go up, you know, snakes can't can't handle high altitude. They die when they get up. You know, everybody can't breathe up there. The air ain't the same up there. So the higher you go, folks gonna fall off. And you will meet folks that's right up with you. Q slid in our DMs. Man. And now we friends all these years later. <laughs> all these and years what later. we do, oh me and Rosa got the same they... tattoo artist. Wait, yep. time out. Real life. Me and Rosa yep. got the same tattoo artist. We at the same wax lady. <laughs> And the tribe will find you. My so, we got so many mutual so friends. she knows what both of y'all vaginas she does. look like. She does. She does. We just talking she this does. <laughs> She does. She does. She does. And Damn. she takes care of us and don't be in We well. take care of her and we, we take do. care of her because we be her little therapist at times. Yes, we do. <laughs> she be like, she be sick of both of us and we be right and we younger than her. Yep. Look, mm. it's been so many times we've been, I be like, why you on my cousin post? This your cousin, this my friend. Yeah, that's my, that's, that's mine. This is mine. So your this tribe will find you. So don't mm-hmm. worry, your new tribe is finding you. You just keep going. Well, I got to get out the house for them to it. find me. Yeah, I don't be leaving the do. house. Go, go outside. <laughs> Look, because I've been thinking, you know, our birthdays are coming up and I ain't got yep. shit. Yeah, I had to make sure I had y'all days right. Cinco de Mayo, Rose mm-hmm. Day. And Q is on Mother's Day this year, May 8th. And then I'm a week later on the 15th. 
I and I'm just constantly like, I have nothing to do. This is the first year I'm not throwing, as they like to use to call the production. <sighs> it's okay. This is like that. I'm not gonna do a lot either this year. But I'm doing year. nothing. No, don't worry. Ain't about doing it. nothing. I said next year though, I will be doing something. But then I, I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to chill out because I do. planned on for the this your therapy 50th, year. My fiftieth. Hey, how long we get? Four, four, four more years. Four more baby. years. Okay. And look, baby girl will be graduating high school. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be hitting somebody's country. I'm gonna be on somebody's plane for the, like two months. I'm gonna be gone. <laughs> somebody's dick. Get it. Yeah, oh, writing it. Right, man. I want to join that club. What's the club in the air? The what's the, the club? My high, high club. My, my high, high club. club. I want to. Jo- I want to join that club. I don't I think it's that easy seat. no more. It ain't. It ain't that easy. You can go to jail for that now. Dang. We're gonna figure it out. Some gonna I be penetrated look, in the air. Look, mm. <laughs> get a back row seat like you on the, on the school I'm a, bus. I'm gonna have some kind of orgasm in the air. It's gonna happen. Well. Hey, that was our therapy episode. It's easier on those international flights. That was our therapy episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, yeah, because you can sleep on there and do all of that. So I therapized y'all a little bit. Q, we probably Mm -hmm. gonna have to do a therapy episode part two because we had to edit some stuff. We'll figure out how to fit it in or somewhere else. But I'm excited about next week's episode. Q, you want to tell the people what's next week's episode? The dating, oh, oh, the dating, dating pool, pool has fucking pee and toxic in it. waste. <laughs> toxic waste. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. real good. Yes, dating, dating pool, dating pool has pee and toxic in waste. Sick of you, motherfuckers, just out here just doing what you okay. want to do, saying what you want to say. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. That's it. Ain't you finna start? Gotta have a whole damn oh uh, scrub down when you get out there. Oh damn my bed. lord, just mm. scrub. Well, y'all, some tetanus shots. This is <laughs> oh, vaccinations. <laughs> this has been episode eight, the therapy episode on We Just Talking Ish. I'm Patria. We got Q. We got Rosa. We thank yes. you for hanging out. Like, share, subscribe. Follow us mm-hmm. on all the social media platforms. We appreciate mm-hmm. all of the feedback, all of the five star reviews, all the five star text messages. Keep them mm-hmm. coming. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We got mm-hmm. chapters now. So if you want to go back and let your friend hear just a part, now you got the, the time stamp mm-hmm. to know. Go here. So it's no excuses. Come get mm-hmm. your life with us once a week. Or go Come back get and play your life. life. Come get your life. Because we giving life over Give life. Mm-hmm. We're birthing life. And fire. <laughs> fire. 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 <laughs> hmm so, Q, you gonna go ahead and say it so we can say it right? Yep. Come on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, y'all said everything that needs to be said. So, this is We Just Talking Ish, Torch Edition, version 2. Point. Oh. oh. <laughs> I just. I just, just bear with us, people. We get into this season. <laughs> just bear with us. Thank y'all. Until next time. Bye y'all. Bye y'all. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> you- Thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. If this is your first time listening, make sure you subscribe or follow us. Please leave a review. The reviews help bring our podcast to the forefront of your podcast app. You can watch us as well. Videos will be available only on YouTube. Found here on our campsite.bio. We just talk an ish link. And while you are there, follow us on all social media. And, if you would like to make a small contribution, you can do so one of two ways. One, on our campsite.bio, we just talk an ish link. Then click the donation tab, or, two, via our cash app at dollar sign we just talk an ish and again we appreciate you new and our past loyal listeners for listening to we just talk an ish